This is episode 58 with Jeremy Paris. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Happy New Year. Aloha. Well, it's almost New Year. This is the last day of 2016. And this is the last episode of Men of Abundance for 2016. How freaking exciting is that? Well, it's exciting for me anyway. I started this journey well before July, but the first episode of Men of Abundance launched July 4th of 2016. And I'm telling you, it has been one hell of a journey. I have transitioned men of abundance back and forth a couple of times. And that's all based off of your feedback. And I truly, truly appreciate that. And we're not done transitioning. 2017 has some brand new things coming up. I'm going to be changing a few things, my intro, my outro. I'm finally getting the Men of Abundance Society together, and there's more to follow on that. That's going to be super amazing. I've already got some people in there doing some beta testing. And to my surprise, I've actually had a couple people contact me for some one-on-one coaching on living a life of abundance. And what's really amazing about that is, is these people are already successful. Well, they're successful by some people's standards, but by their own standards, they realize that they just need more and want more in their life and they want to live a more abundant lifestyle. So I'm putting together a coaching program so that I can coach just a few people at a time on living a life of abundance. I will not be doing very much one-on-one coaching because it's time-consuming and I want to live my life of abundance. That's why I like doing the group sessions. I like doing the Men of Abundance Society and putting that together and having a membership site because, quite frankly, we need to work together in groups. I like working together in groups, but some people do want some one-on-one coaching. So I'm going to put in the time and effort to get this program together because I'm curious to see where it's going to go. And I'm really excited about helping another man live the life of abundance that he truly desires. That's something that gets me very excited and gets me up in the morning. So if you're at all interested in seeing if you could possibly be a candidate for my upcoming Live Your Life of Abundance coaching, then go to menofabundance.com, click on the coaching tab at the top of the page and get on the waiting list. I am personally going to be reviewing each and every possible candidate. So first come first serve, man. All right, one more thing real quick before I bring out Jeremy Paris. I want to give you a chance to be abundant in your life today. And all you have to do is share this episode, share Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Yes, I mean everyone. It's that important. There are many men out there. Every time I run into somebody or connect with somebody on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, they are completely blown away that there is such a podcast out there that is just talking about men living a life of abundance. And there are quite a few women that listen to the show as well. In fact, I have women on the show. But according to my website stats, anywhere between 40 and 50% of the visitors to my website, it's consistently gone up. It used to be like 32%, but now it's up between 40 and 50% of the visitors to menofabundance.com are women from around the world. So 
everybody's getting something out of this. And I am absolutely loving having these conversations, recording them, and then sharing them with you. And right now, last I checked, men and women in 38 different countries are downloading Men of Abundance. That is totally amazing to me. It's just insane to think about that. But I'm extremely honored, and I would be very honored if you would share Men of Abundance with the people in your life. I'm sure they're going to get something out of it. I know I do. All right, our featured guest today is Jeremy Paris. He is a fellow veteran. In fact, he has an amazing, amazing story, just as many of my guests do. But I'm telling you right now, his kick in the gut moment pissed me off. It got my blood boiling. And I mean that seriously. You Wait until you hear this kick in the gut moment. The way I got connected with Jeremy is because we're fellow veterans. And he has an amazing podcast called Veteran Resources Podcast. This podcast is one of the few podcasts that I actually listen to every single episode. In fact, I binged listened uh, and listened to every single episode that Jeremy has ever put out because, of course, I'm a veteran. And some of what he talks about benefits me and everything that he talks about and all the guests that he has on the show will benefit somebody that I know. And chances are it will benefit somebody you know as well. But Jeremy and I don't just talk about his podcast. We talk about his life. Just as you know, here on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the greatness and the man behind the abundance. And we certainly get to know Jeremy in this episode. So let's get right into it. Jeremy, welcome to Men of Abundance. Wally, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to be on today. Yeah, seems like we uh, just had a conversation just a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Men of Abundance, we did because I was had the pleasure of speaking with Jeremy a couple days ago, uh, last week or something like that. My days go by so fast, I don't know if it was a week or a couple days, but um, I had the opportunity to talk with Jeremy and uh, get on his show, which is going to air here before too long. So be looking forward to that, absolutely. So where are you at in the world, Jeremy? I'm in Annapolis right now. Wow. I have not talked to anybody who's been out there just yet. Oh, it is absolutely gorgeous here. I have not been out there yet, but I do plan on my, one of the things on my bucket list is uh, once the kids are out of the house, or maybe sooner, because uh, I got a seven-year-old, so I got a little while, uh, <laughs> is to hit the hit the road on, in an RV. Man, we want to do the RV thing, so we want to get. Oh, that'd the be US. great. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We've been planning this for a long time. When you're ready to do that, let me know because I can connect you with some people. Oh, perfect. See, there you go. Just another reason to uh, uh, build your network and, and talk with other people and, and mention what your goals and dreams are. A lot of people have some controversy behind that, different mindsets about you know sharing what your goals and dreams are, and we'll get more into this. But my thing is, is I like to share stuff with people because then there you go. You get connected with amazing people that can help you on that on that path. Absolutely right. So before we get started, I like to start out every show like I do most mornings, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Jeremy? Well, Wally, there are an infinite number of ways, as I'm sure you you know, to, to make money out there in the world. And I am very grateful to have the opportunity to be able to choose the ways that positively impact the world instead of just going after money. Yeah, that is a 
mouthful right there. That's a very good point, and that is a lot of what we talk about here on Men of Abundance, which is just another amazing reason to have you on. Now, before we got started, I mentioned a brief bio about you, talked about the amazing, amazing things that you're doing, and but I would like to hear from you. I'd like to hear a little bit about your background and uh, just a brief bio of you know kind of where you came from and leading up to what you're doing now. Okay, well, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, the suburbs, really, and graduated from Lackawanna, which is uh, one, one of those steel towns. Didn't really have a whole lot growing up, but, uh, but definitely had enough. Um, I, I joined the Army when I was 17, right out of high school, and it was one of those last-minute decisions where I had no idea that I was going to join until I actually went and, and signed up for it. And I took the job of personnel because there was a $1,500 bonus attached to it for a 17-year-old who doesn't have a lot of money. That seems like a fortune coming your way. But uh, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to, when you get that bonus, it's split up, it's taxed, and you barely see any pay. But uh, some people like me base their whole career on it. So I got into personnel and did 10 years. I went to Oklahoma, went to Alaska, and then here to Maryland uh, was my last duty assignment. I got out and became a government contractor serving the Department of Defense. And I was doing senior systems engineer work. And then in 2010, I was starting to get into acting. And I was really enjoying it as a hobby on the side. And I came across B.R. McDonald, who had just started the Veteran Artist Program, and he was starting a program within it called Vets on Sets. And the idea there was to try to get more veterans in front of and behind the camera. And so I thought that was really cool, and I connected with him, and almost immediately I was on the staff. I helped them build the website and then started doing everything I could to help out VAP throughout the years. And a couple years ago, we were at the National Geographic Channel. They had this red carpet event in DC for the American War General series. And we were one of the sponsors. So I got to go to that event and I was shaking hands with people from representing all of these other veteran nonprofit organizations. And I ended up, uh, you know, after talking with so many of them, I, I went back and I talked to BR and I said, hey, this is crazy that there's this many veteran nonprofits out there. And he started laughing. He said, Jeremy, this is nothing. There's thousands of them. There's tens of thousands of them. And I thought he was, you know, thought he was kind of crazy. Went and did my own research, and he was absolutely right. And so that was my aha moment when I said, you know, how could I have been surrounded by military for 25 years now and not know that more than a handful of these organizations existed. And so that led me to doing what I do now. It's absolutely amazing. I can't recall the first time that I first heard of you and what you're doing with your Veterans Resources podcast. Uh, but I do remember the story you talking about, the um, what, what was it called, the arts, veteran arts Right, the, the Veteran Artist Program? Yeah, the Veteran Artist Program, and that hit home for me because I have a very good friend of mine who's a retired master sergeant who is an artist, and he was an artist on active duty, in fact, um, 
drawing up the flyers and he drew a lot of those very, those very realistic looking uh, scenes that you'll see with soldiers and all the aircraft and all that kind of stuff. He does that. Oh, wow. And he does modern art as well. So I connected him immediately after hearing that episode uh, and hearing that interview with the uh, the founder of that program. And I connected him directly with them. And I think he said he already knew about them. And that's when I realized <laughs> I did 25 years on active duty. And I'm still associated with the military. And every time I listen to your show, Veteran Resources Podcast, uh, there's a new resource. And it's just amazing. Like the um, the swan that you just talked to with, uh, two days ago. Right, right. I, I Service Women's Action Network. Exactly. Great, great episode. Yeah, exactly. And I found out at the same time, as you did, um, that men can join there as well. Because obviously, just like with Men of Abundance, we can learn a lot from women. And Swan realizes they can learn a lot. That men, you know, this is a, a group effort. Just Absolutely. women are going to fix the problem. It's going to take men and women of all, you know, active duty, veterans, and so on and so forth. And on the flip side both men and women are going to benefit from that because as they're empowered, they're able to go back to the community and build up that community, which affects everybody. Correct. Correct. And she pointed that out several times uh, in, in that interview. So that was a very good thing to listen to. And I share your podcast. I share your show with everybody, regardless if they're transitioning or not, because there, there's resources for active duty as well. I really appreciate that. Too easy. So, you know, I've heard a little bit about your story. You recently shared on your podcast, A Men of Abundance. I strongly encourage you to go, especially if you're a veteran. Uh, but even if you're not a veteran, chances are you know a veteran or somebody who's on active duty. I strongly encourage you to either go or refer somebody to uh, the Veteran Resources Podcast. But because Jeremy, we're going to get into this, but he just revamped the whole process of what he's doing and going from a one day a week show to a five day a week show. And you started off this new season with your story and it totally blew my mind. And there was a few kick in the gut moments in there. So I would like for you to share that biggest kick in the gut moment uh, story with Men of Abundance right now, Jeremy. Well, I've got, I've definitely got a kick in the gut moment for you. And this is one that not everybody knows about me, so we're gonna we're gonna air it out here. Awesome, but, I appreciate that. Uh, there was a, a point in my life where things were going great for me, where uh, I wasn't just working as a DoD contractor. I was actually a partner. I had my own company with two partners, and we were directly supporting the the biggest contract in the area where we were. And so this company was growing. Things were going great with it. On the side. I was getting into real estate and I had ended up purchasing a bunch of uh, uh, different properties that were all starting to cash flow and things were starting, they were all rented out and things were going good. And I, I decided to retire my father. He had been working in the demolition field for I think 18 years and he was miserable. He was he didn't have a legal address. He would just travel around constantly with this organization. And the guy running it used to treat him like he was a, a junkyard dog. Like he was yelling at him, screaming at him. And I went to go talk to him one day and I said, Dad, what are you doing? Like, is, is, is it really worth it what you're doing? Like, what are you making? And he was making $7 an hour after 18 years. He was training people, the new people that came on the job, he had no benefits at all. And I was just like, Dad, you're done. 
we're, we're going to retire you. And so I bought a four-unit apartment uh, in Buffalo, New York, where we're from, and moved him back there. And he lived in one apartment, and all of the money coming in from the other units was covering all of the expenses that he had. So things were going good. And then after a couple years of that, this is where the kick in the gut comes. Uh, my father calls me up and says, hey, what's going on? I just got an eviction notice. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, Dad? I own the house. He said, no, apparently some other guy is saying he owns the house and he's kicking me and all of the other tenants out. And so I call up the guy and he says, yep, I bought the house at auction. So what had happened was uh, when I first bought the house, I, I bought it through Bank of America and there was a, a, a mortgage on it and everything was good. And then a couple of weeks later, they called me in and said, hey, we got this brand new product and it's going to save you some money. We want you to come and check it out. So I went back in there and they ran through the numbers and I was going to be saving like $200 a month, which meant an extra $200 a month going into my dad's pocket. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Well, it turns out that that new, the reason why I had an extra $200 a month was because they weren't paying the escrow anymore for the, the taxes. So for two years, my taxes weren't being paid and the city of Buffalo, they were trying to contact me, but apparently they had the wrong mailing address for me. So I was never getting any of the mail coming to me. And in Buffalo, if you don't pay taxes after two years, they just sell the property. So somebody bought my four unit property that was fully rented. They bought it for $14,000 and kicked my dad and everybody else out. And so this was the beginning of the downward spiral for me where I had to then, you know, I, I talked to lawyers and they said, there's no way around it. This is, this is where you are. Had to claim bankruptcy, had to go through foreclosure. I lost all my other properties. And then the bankruptcy was threatening the company that I, that I owned. So in order to, you know, not screw over my partners and to be honest, I wasn't really passionate about it anyway. So I walked away from that, that company with just my MacBook, like just my laptop. I, I kept nothing and just walked away and went back into the job force working for the prime contractor there. And and that I went from the point where I thought that I was going to be, you know, self-employed. I'm going to be able to travel the world and do what I want to do and right back into putting on the golden handcuffs. Wow. <clears throat> That's a kick in the gut. I'm feeling that one. Uh, and so what did you learn from all of that? Well, learned a couple things. Uh, one of them definitely was organization. Like I was, I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on with the properties. I knew that they were positively cash flowing. So I was just kind of, you know, willy nilly as money comes in, it goes in the bank account as I need to pay expenses. I just paid it out of the bank account and wasn't paying attention to all of the things that I should have been paying attention to as a property owner. So, uh, keeping things keeping things organized, having a calendar of things that you have to take care of, like paying taxes and <laughs> things like that. Uh, that is all incredibly important when you're running a business. That's an understatement for sure. And I'll tell you, several years ago, 
um, I would have been the same guy that you were at that point in time. I would have been like, great, saving 200 bucks. My wife, on the other hand, would have said, wait a minute. <laughs> she <laughs> would have really, I would have been, you know, and I would have, at the time even, I would even have to say, I'll tell my wife, what are you talking about? We're saving 200 bucks. Why question it? And she would have questioned it and she would have went through the numbers and she would have, we would have found that that's actually what was happening or, you know, cause she's got a little bit of training in real estate as well. Uh, gotcha. that side of it. So, uh, I think we're a good team in that re- regard in that I'm the super duper optimistic, just move forward type of guy. And she, she's not, I wouldn't say she's completely pessimistic, but she's certainly very cautious about something that just seems too good to be true so having a good team is important most definitely most definitely so wow that is truly a kick in the gut moment and it's definitely a huge lesson learned uh and what i'd like to point out here that i get from this too and i don't know what your mindset was at the time but being who i am now it would be easy to just you know go after you know be pissed off at this guy that bought up your property even though he had no play in you know he was just doing what he thought he was doing. He didn't know you were in the game at all. Be pissed off at the state, you know, for their policies and all this other kind of stuff. And just be pissed off at everything. But ultimately, it was, you know, I would, I personally would have to take fault for it because I just didn't look at the numbers close enough. So what are your thoughts yeah. on that at that point in time in your life? I absolutely agree. I mean, when when it first happened, that's exactly what I was thinking is how could they do this to me? This is, mm-hmm. you know, this is unjust. How, how can they get away with this? But, you know, it didn't take long before I was just sitting in quiet and thinking about it. And, and I just kind of started picking it apart and everything led back to me. It was completely on my shoulders. It, w- it was my fault that all of that happened. So obviously you recovered. Uh, there was a pivot point in there somewhere. Uh, I'd like for you to share that point in time, or was it? Sometimes it's not a point in time; it's a series of events that kind of lead up to a pivot point. Can you share that with us? Yeah. So as I was going back to work and and back in the workforce, my passion was dying. I'm I'm a very creative person, and I, I was good at my job. I kept advancing, and every time that I wanted to leave, I would end up getting a little bit more money thrown my way or get a different promotion and be in charge of a different section or something. And it just kept me there longer and longer and longer. But the more I was there, the more I was realizing that I'm an entrepreneur and and I need to be doing something with my life that I'm not only passionate about, but that positively affects the world. And so I, I was trying to figure it all out. I, I was plugged in with the veteran artist program. I was helping them out on the side as a hobby. And I started to listen to a lot of podcasts. I was reading books. I was investing in courses through Internet Business Mastery and, and um, a, a couple other ones, doing Udemy courses and just trying to build up all of my tools so that I could do something over the Internet. I wanted to be able to start a business over the internet that way if I traveled or you know needed to to go somewhere else I could pick up and still perform that business no matter where I was that location independence was super important for me but every time that I was looking at a business that I wanted to do I kept coming back to okay well I can do that that'll make money but am I passionate about it 
And the answer was always no. And it wasn't until that event that the National Geographic's channel, American War Generals premiere that I, I talked about during the introduction, it wasn't until that point that I realized that my passion was really in helping veterans. And, and after learning that all of these veterans probably don't know about these nonprofits that are out there to assist them and to, to help their family members or to motivate them or to give them different opportunities, I decided that I was going to do something to fix that. It was, it was something that was broken. Me as an engineer, I can figure out a way to fix this. And at the time, I was listening to tons of podcasts. So I said, huh, that's up and coming. Maybe, maybe I could create a podcast for it. And so that was my pivot point where I said, all right, this is, this is something that I can do. And I just started throwing everything into that on the side. I'd still go to work. When I came home from work, I would be working on this and trying to learn how to podcast. And I got plugged in with John Lee Dumas and podcast, uh, Podcasters Paradise and started learning there. And once I launched, it was incredible to me how many people I talked to about it it was almost, I would say 80% of the people that I talked about it said, how has nobody ever done this? Like, this is something that is needed. And I can't believe that this is just now being done. Yeah, that's me. Absolutely agree. Uh, because as you mentioned the other day, um, one of your episodes, you know, it's not that there's not enough information out there. There's a ton of information out there, but it's really kind of pulling it all together. And, and finding everything that, you know, kind of in one spot. And you're highlighting these nonprofit organizations. You're lifting them up and exposing them to the world because, quite frankly, some of them either don't have a marketing budget, they don't have a, you know, PR budget, they don't know how to get, or they even don't know how to get the word out, or they're local within a certain area. And even though they're local, they should branch out, you know, as much as they can uh, to you know, reach other veterans and provide those services. So, yeah, it's truly amazing. Have you ever, by chance, had um, Mo's Heroes on your podcast? I have not, no. Okay, I'm going to get you in contact with Mo uh, because she is going nationwide, and she's also in some other countries as well. She's was She was based here. She started here in Hawaii, and I believe she's retired now. She's retired Air Force. She was on one of my earlier shows I had her on, uh, and it, it just clicked on my mind. It just dawned on me. So I'm going to have to get you two connected. That sounds great. Yeah, she's doing some amazing things at really grassroots level of helping uh, veterans, mostly homeless veterans, quite frankly. That's what she okay. specifically does. Yeah, helps them find, you know, everything from, you know, preparing for an interview to, you know, getting a, a new set of clothes, you know, for the interview and stuff like that. She's even gone as far as when she first got started driving veterans around to job interviews and to pick up a tie over here and stuff like that. And she takes donations. It's amazing what she's doing. She's very, got so much energy. Oh, I can't wait to talk to her. Absolutely. So I'll get you guys in contact right after this. So what are some good news stories that you've that have come out of you doing Veteran Resources podcast so far that somebody has contacted you and said, hey, I didn't know about that. I contacted these or even lifting up a, uh, a resource for veterans. Well, there was uh, 
there's been a lot of different people that have come to me and said, I, you know, you have no idea how this has helped me because they got connected with an organization and they, they said that they were in a dark place in their life. And I'm not going to put any names out there or anything, but, you know, people have, have said, I've, I'm in this dark place. And then I found your podcast and, you know, lo and behold, this, this organization that you were talking about, they had a branch right near me and I got plugged in and it completely changed my life. And when I started hearing that over and over again, it just kind of cemented in that what I'm doing is important. And, you know, in some cases, you know, there might be people that whose lives are saved, whose fate is completely changed by getting plugged in with these organizations. And time and time, time and time again, I, when I talk to these, these nonprofits and I'm interviewing them and I ask the question about a success story, there's been so many cases where they said, well, there's this, this one, this person was, you know, on the brink of suicide or this person actually attempted suicide. And after they got plugged in, not only did they, you know, did, did they turn their, their fate around, but they ended up thriving to the point where they are now a leader for that organization. And they are now, you know, going out and helping other people that were in that situation that they were in before. And so you imagine how that pays off exponentially. Like that doesn't just save that one person's life, but now every life that that person goes on to save through just getting the word out about that same, that same pathway that they took, then you know, it's saving all of those lives as well. Yeah, that's truly amazing. It really is. I mean, I've always said it. I've said it several times with our soldiers that have all, all of our military members, all of our service members that have issues of whatever type, if it's PTSD or any other uh, issues with just finding a job. It, it's all about getting them engaged. It really goes down to the basics, even when we're, we're taught at a very young age, early in the military anyway, that you know you when you get a soldier that has that thousand yard stare uh, and a traumatic event just occurred you don't let them sit by themselves you keep them engaged you put them back to work and that way it kind of keeps them you know moving forward they still have a they realize they still have a purpose they're still needed in the team and there's a lot of you know dynamics going on there and back and forth and some controversy behind that but what i see going on there is basically giving that individual a sense of worth again and giving them something to strive towards and not only that helping other people helping other people inherently makes humans feel good it's just human nature it's just who we are and when they're able to do that in a skill that they've either known for years or recently learned like you have with podcasting it's just an amazing thing that happens there in the human mind absolutely and you would not believe how many resources are out there. And you might be thinking, like you might be listening and saying, well, you know, I'm not having any issues like that. I, I don't have PTSD. I, you know, I'm totally fine. But there's organizations out there for just about anything. I mean, there's ones that you can get plugged into where like the mission continues or the sixth branch where they, they go out into a community and they do community projects where you're, you're going there in there as a leader. You're going in there serving that community, which is something that we all as, as veterans, that's something that we have a calling to do. 
we, we want to continue to serve people. And so it's not always about helping the veteran. It's sometimes about the, the veteran comes out of the military. You've got some amazing skills. Let's put them to work helping other people in the community. Yeah, absolutely correct. And that's when I'm glad you pointed that out because with the Veterans Art Program, I always have a hard time recalling some of these names. I mean, even though you just said it. Uh, but like the, with the Veterans Art, with also there's the um, another one out there that you highlighted, and I've heard about these guys a couple times, the uh, the Bunker. Bunker Labs. Bunker Labs. Uh, yeah. Basically, they, well, talk about them. You know more about them than I do, and that's a great resource. So I got connected with uh, Michael Penny, who is working with Bunker Labs, and uh, also Joe Witte, who's going to be on a future episode uh, they're actually both going to be on future episodes of my podcast, so subscribe and, and you'll you'll hear them eventually. <laughs> but uh, Bunker Labs is helping veteran entrepreneurs, and uh, they're bringing them in, and they, they do uh, they have a few different ways, but they're bringing in people who have already made it, and they're helping to uh, lead them into you know whatever it is they're passionate about building as a company they're helping them out with that and i love the whole story i think i first heard about bunker labs on veteran entrepreneurs podcast and then i oh, heard yeah. you mention it as well so yeah just amazing stuff out there guys there is so many resources out there and everything from taking you know helping you get a job helping you start your own business helping you with your ptsd helping you you know and 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 not just that but resources out there for you to get involved in because you have skills we highly underestimate the skills that we gain in the military rather you're in for four years or 25 years we walk out of the military with an unbelievable amount of marketable and valuable skills that you can provide to many organizations out there. So rather you want to, there's even organizations out there that show you how to start your own nonprofit organization for veterans. You know, it's just amazing. So definitely subscribe to Veteran Resources Podcast and just dig in. If I was you, I'd go through and just binge listen for a whole weekend because there's so many, what are you up to, Uh, 60... 63 62 63 yeah 63 and and i've got a good 15 or 20 in the bucket right now ready to come out (laughs) that's a great place to be i do too i need to get those things edited and, and posted but amazing stuff out there guys so jeremy we're at the point in the show where we're gonna pay it forward you ready to do that i'm ready outstanding so give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today well i think the very first thing that you should do is get clear on what it is you're passionate about. I think that this is the one key ingredient that a lot of people are missing in their life. And here's, here's the litmus test to know whether or not you're passionate about what you're doing. If you wake up in the morning and you throw the covers off and you jump out of bed excited to go and do whatever that thing is, then you're passionate about it. If you hit snooze four or five or 10 times, and then you finally drag yourself out of bed, and then you mope around the rest of the day, you need to find that passion. And this goes for starting a business, this goes for the working for a company, this goes for just having hobbies and just, just living in general, is you wanna be passionate about life. 
So take some time, get clear on what it is that, that makes you happy and, and what your passion is. And then once you have that, then try to look for different groups that are out there that, I mean, there's Facebook groups, there's meetup groups, there's LinkedIn groups, there's groups everywhere. There's in-person groups, and then there's also uh, local groups on, on Facebook and on different things. But find out where those are, get plugged in with one that is directly related to your passion, and I think that it is going to completely change your world. Wonderful. I absolutely agree. So what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Jeremy? Well, I subscribe to the the Freedom Journal. I don't know if anybody has heard of that, but John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, he came out with this a little while back. He did a Kickstarter for it. And the Freedom Journal, every morning when I wake up, I use this thing. And you, you go through and just like you, the very first thing that you do is you start off with your uh, what your gratitude. What is it I'm grateful for today? And after that, you you figure out uh, what it, what are the main things that you're going to work on today that is going to get you towards that goal. So the journal only lasts 100 days. But the idea is to to go after one big goal in that 100 days and then it breaks it down into 10 10-day sprints to go towards that goal. And so then every day works towards that 10-day sprint. So it's just a way of chunking it down, breaking it down and making it bite-sized little pieces for you to actually achieve and keep moving in the direction that you want to go. But you can't move in the direction you want to go if you don't know what it is you want out of life first. But uh, yeah, that Freedom Journal is what I wake up to every morning. I got my Freedom Journal in my hand right now. Really? Nice. Yeah, and, and I'm going to speak on this real quick for the men of abundance. It's called the Freedom Journal, Accomplish Your Goals in 100 Days. And I used to be that guy that used to kind of chuckle at the guy in the gym who carried around the binder or the journal and would write down every set that he, you know, every rep that he did, every workout that he did. I would, you know, it just it was funny to me uh, until I realized that and had all these conversations with all of these amazing abundant leaders and started reading more. And the more I started studying people that are successful and whatever it is that they're doing, you know, that's not just about money. It's just successful and, and reaching their goals is number one, they knew where they were at. They made, they made note of that and they made journal of that. And then they started journaling their daily activities and the more I noticed this, the more I realized, well, let me give it a try. And I'll, I'll admit, I still don't have it down. It's still not something that I get to every, right away in the morning. But the Freedom Journal, I need structure in my life and in order to keep me on track. The Freedom Journal is the reason why I started this podcast. I used one book called The One Thing, and I focused on that one thing, and I used the Freedom Journal to journal my activity and to write down my goals and be laser focused on that particular one activity. And I can't say enough about it. It truly has. Now I'm using the Freedom Journal again to uh, reach a certain amount of downloads. I want to reach a million downloads in 100 days. And it's a huge, huge goal for me. Uh, I don't even know if it's attainable. But after reading the 10x rule by Grant Cardone and then following that up with 
uh, be obsessed or be average. I'm just going big. So I'm I'm a huge proponent, or and um, strongly encourage you to either journal with the Freedom Journal, or just get a journal and start writing down your daily activities. It does make a difference. It does, and and just to build on to that, I started to do it online. I started just you know writing down my daily goals, kind of like the Freedom Journal would, and it didn't have as much as much effect on me doing it online is it did actually writing with pen and paper. So I don't know what it is about that. Maybe studies have been done about it, but I just know for me, the difference between going online and making sure that every day I went and did it, it, it wouldn't get done. But when I had to write it on paper, I seemed to be a lot more consistent. Agreed. I tried to use an app and it just, it faded away. And it, there is something about putting pen to paper and having that physical book that I can carry around with me. So... Speaking of books and podcasts and all this other great stuff, I have a question for you, and it's different than what you have there in your show notes that I provided you, And because a lot of people don't read books, and I realize that. So my question now is, what book, either written or audio, podcast or course, would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Wow. So we're talking about books or courses or anything? Yeah, anything that you feel that would help men of abundance reach a specific goal or just gain some uh, particular knowledge? Let me, let me start out with a book because there's one book that I highly recommend to, to anybody out there and that is E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. This book, I, I don't know if you've read this or not, but if you haven't, it's a short read. Uh, I highly re- recommend that you add this to your list. But basically, what what he's talking about is the difference between working in a business and working on a business. And by putting these processes in place, you're able to then figure out which things can be automated and which things can be outsourced to somebody else and which things are the most important things that really want to carry your signature on it that you want to spend your time doing? What are the things in your life and your business that that are the most meaningful to you that you're passionate about doing? Those are the things that you should be doing to just be working on, on building this business instead of just being that worker in the business. And I wish that I had this book a lot a lot longer uh, for for a lot longer because uh, time and time again when I was creating different things I would always be the person doing it because I know how to build websites I know how to you know edit I know how to to do film I, I know how to do a lot of different things so instead of outsourcing those things or or hiring somebody to do those things I would end up trying to do all of them myself and you can't do everything. So what would end up failing is the business itself because nobody was working on the business. I gotta say, I'm gonna have to verify this, but of all the books that's been recommended on Men of Abundance in, I don't know, the last 51 episodes, the two that I believe are the most recommended are Think and Grow Rich and The E-Myth Revisited. 
the E-Myth Revisited, I have the sample on my phone. I have not downloaded it. And the main reason why is just because i got so many darn books that I'm reading. But it's been recommended <laughs> so many times at this point, I think it's finally time for me to go ahead and either get the audio, uh, pay for the audio or the, uh, the, the book and just go ahead and get through it because I just hear great reviews about it and what it's done for other people's businesses. Yeah, it's a it's a short read, which is uh, one of the things that I enjoy about books. A lot of people think that they're, you know, not getting their money's worth if it doesn't have a certain amount of pages, but I would rather take the best out of it and be done with it than go through, you know, 25,000 pages of a book. <laughs> I'm the same way. Many business books out there and self-help books, but specifically business books, if they're that big, generally it's a lot of fluff. And right. I'm, I don't I like the mindset stuff, don't get me wrong, because mindset is one of the biggest problems with many businesses. Uh, but I just want to get to the point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's just yeah. how I am. Hey, man, listen. Now, I know that you've heard the term leaders are readers. But here's the thing. Leaders are also listeners. As you're listening to this podcast, I know you like to listen to your content. I know you like to listen to amazing men and women. So I'm going to offer you a free audio book. Well, not me, but Audible is going to offer you a free audiobook. And I highly, highly recommend listening to audiobooks as well as this amazing podcast and others. Now, obviously, I don't have to convince you that listening to amazing content is important. And you've heard all of the amazing books that have been recommended on this show. These men and women aren't just recommending these books just for the hell of it. They are recommending these books because it's amazing, amazing content. And if you're like me and you don't have the time to read all the time and you just want to listen to an audiobook on your commute while you're working out, doing whatever it is that you do throughout the day, I highly recommend you get an audiobook from Audible. Now, since I recently partnered with Audible, they're going to give you a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook along with that 30-day trial. On top of that, you are going to be helping men of abundance keep the mic on. That's right, because when you sign up for your free 30-day trial and get your free book, Audible gives a kickback to men of abundance, which helps us keep the mic on. So as soon as you get a chance, either go to moa-book.com or go to menofabundance.com on the podcast tab and you will see the download a free audiobook today image on the left side of the screen. Click on that. Go ahead and get signed up for your free 30-day trial and get your free book and help Men of Abundance keep the mic on. All right, let's get back to the show. So I got one last question for you, Jeremy, and uh, we're going to close this up here in just a minute. But before we do, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Well, Wally, I think that Things, things come to you when you focus on them. And like a good example, when I, back in the day, I used to ride a motorcycle. I had a, a GS, GXSR, GSXR, Gixxer 600, which is a racing bike by Suzuki. And when I bought that, I went to the motorcycle store and I had no idea what I was going to buy. So I knew I wanted about 600 cc's, but I didn't have anything in mind. And so after looking at a bunch of them, I decided on the Suzuki. And as soon as I bought it, I saw Gixxer's 600s all over the place. I would see them every single day. I would see them somewhere else, you know, just driving by, 
somebody else would be walking with a helmet and they would have the little emblem on it. And I was just like, wow, these things became so popular once I got one. But the reality is, is they were always there. You just aren't focusing on it. Your brain can only focus on so many pieces of information. And that's one of the ones that it doesn't consider to be important. And so I think if you can get really clear on what your passion is, and you keep that in the forefront of your mind, then that that focus, you're going to start seeing opportunities come to you that have to do with that passion all the time, every day. There is an abundance of different resources and opportunities and people and connections that will be coming in your direction if you're just focusing on this thing. And so I really think that focusing on your passion, to me, brings in that abundance of whatever it is that that you want in your life. Great answer. And that is a very, very common phenomenon when that happens. I totally agree with that, and I can definitely relate to that for sure. So we're going to close this up, and before we do, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any way that we can get in touch with you. Parting piece of garden of guidance would be follow your passion. I, I think that that's the number one thing with everything, with relationships, with your family, with your career. Follow your passion. And to reach me, you can go to veteranresourcepodcast.com. And I also started a community, which you can get to veteranresourcepodcast.com slash community. That's going to forward you to the closed Facebook group. And you just click the join button and I'll let you in. And we're basically just having conversations about what it is that that, uh, I'm putting out there with the different episodes. But I really want to grow this to where we've got a lot of people that are interacting with each other and we can have the the peer-to-peer questions and answers going on. Excellent. Yeah, that's very important. And I will be referring quite a few guys, and men and women, uh, over to that uh, to that resource and to that group for sure so jeremy it's been a pleasure again to have this amazing conversation with you and guys and i know there's women listening to about 30 percent of those that visit my website are women anyway nice Uh, i definitely want you to get to know jeremy a lot more so make sure that you go to veteran resources podcast subscribe and if i'm not mistaken the episode that you basically tell your whole story, so to speak, not the whole thing as we talked before. Uh, I think it was episode 55 where, you, where you're starting off season three again. Yes, that is episode, where did it go, 55. Yeah. It is the season three kickoff, episode 55. And to get there quickly, you could just go to veteranresourcepodcast.com slash 055. Excellent. Yeah. And you're going to hear an amazing story. I didn't want to get into it on this show because I wanted to talk about other stuff, but you definitely want to go over there and listen to that story. There's some laughter, there's some, you know, kick in the guts and there's some tears there too. So definitely an amazing story and it's worth sharing. So there you go. I'm going to have all of that in the show notes, all the links. I'll have that link, the link to the books, the links to other information that we talked about, all of that in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Jeremy in the search bar and this episode will pop right up. I've got timestamps in there that will take you directly to a point of interest in the show. 
and uh, it's just great technology so that you don't have to listen to all the other stuff you don't want to listen to just go right to what you want to listen to and then if you care to an amazing piece of software that I have on there is a button and you'll see it says clamor it's a red button you can clamor that clip and it'll go out to either uh, Twitter, Facebook, and within Clamor, which is a really cool technology as well, and share those clips. And I'd appreciate that, and so would Jeremy. Thank All you right. so much. My pleasure, man. Have a good day. Thanks. You too, Wally. All right, men of abundance, that's all I have for you today. Have an amazing and a very abundant 2017. I know you will, especially if you continue listening to Men of Abundance because we have some amazing stuff coming up. Just a few of the guests that we have lined up next week, you're going to hear from Bruce Hutchin. He's the podcast host of Whitetail Rendezvous. This guy goes out and hunts whitetail and brings on other hunters that hunt whitetail and then records those conversations and shares them with you. It's simply amazing. We have Chris Ducker coming up. This guy is amazing. He's an Englishman that lives in the Philippines and is an amazing business owner and just an amazing guy to talk to. You're going to love that conversation. We had so much fun. Other guys that we have coming up is Dr. Nick Zarowski, David Sanderson. David Sanderson is the last man, the last passenger that got off the airplane that landed in the Hudson. You remember that? You've seen the movie Sully? If you have not, you got to go see that movie. Well, me and Dave have a conversation about what was really going on as that plane was going down and things that have happened since then. Amazing, amazing conversation. And the list just goes on and on. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and share this with everybody that you know. Aloha. Take care and Happy New Year. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure you pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.